In a world where pet dog owners are bombarded on all sides with well-meaning training solutions steeped in confusing jargon, two dog trainers from the ancient county of Dorset share a passion for gardening, Belgian shepherds, and helping frustrated and struggling dog owners turn their unruly canine companions into the perfect walking partner. They vow to simplify the dog training process using everyday examples and solutions providing the light at the end of the tunnel. Welcome to the Fun Focus Play Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Fun Focus Play Podcast. This is episode 33 and I'm Natasha Lewis and I'm joined today by the lovely Carrie from Canine Hoopers World. Hello Carrie. Hello lovely, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you. Okay, so you're here today to talk about hoopers. I am. So, yeah, hoopers. Hoopers is one of those sports that is up and coming. Not everybody knows what hoopers is yet. So just to give your listeners a bit of an overview, it was originally based on kind of agility, um, and it originated in America with NADAC and their style of hoopers is very much agility that involves hoopers equipment yeah so it's like agility on the ground isn't it yeah kind of and it's it's basically um the bones of it is you've got hoops that are like giant croquet archways is the way I like to explain it yeah and tunnels but as it's progressed over to kind of Europe, the European style of hoopers has progressed into its own sport, which is what Hoopers World is all about. And it's hoops, barrels, tunnels for us. Some other organisations use a gate and they use um, a tango map, but Hoopers World is just for people to have fun with their dogs, be able to practice stuff in their gardens, at home. Um, it's just about building teamwork for us. So we stuck with the hoops, tunnels, barrels. Um, the tunnels are bigger than agility tunnels. So they're 80 centimetres and they're shorter and straighter. So any size dog can go through a hoopers tunnel. I've only had one dog that couldn't fit and it was an Irish wolfhound. Because They are very tall though, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, well, physically, she stood a metre kind of at the shoulder. So she was 20 centimetres bigger than the tunnel anyway. And bless her, she put her head in and went, I don't fit. So <laughs> like, that's fine. You don't have to do that bit. That's fine. It's no problem. And that's what it's all about for me. It's about dogs and people having fun together with a sport that any breed of dog can do, any age of dog can do. Um, dogs that um, might be kind of a little bit worried, a little bit fearful. They might have that kind of little reactive label on them. Um, I find Hoopers gives them loads of confidence and can actually really help with the partnership between kind of the owner and the dog working together as a team. So that's why I love it so much. Yeah, and I'm with you on that because that is the reason that I really like Hoopers because it is so um, it's so inclusive, isn't it? So if you've got a dog that's a little bit fearful, a little bit reactive, um, it doesn't matter because with Hoopers, you've got the space. There's only one person on the course at the time. Mm-hmm. So you can, you know, so there's no reason why you can't do Hoopers with your reactive dog and just have them in a class with lots of other dogs 
And, you know, it, it doesn't matter because the dog learns to cope within that proximity to the other dogs, mm-hmm. which actually helps with their reactivity yeah. because they learn to do stuff with their owner when there's other dogs around. And, you know, like I said, I really... I really like that sort of side of Hoopers. I like how inclusive it is. And um, one of my um, current clients um, has a, um, I think he's a Rotty Cross mm-hmm. Mastiff. So he's quite a big boy. And we've only done a, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a very big boy. And the problem that she got uh, has got with him is that he's not really in tune with her. Mm-hmm. So we we started doing the hoopers, and then sadly, the lockdown happened. So yeah. they've only had three lessons so far, but we're waiting for it all to to open up again so that mm-hmm. we can carry on and, and do some more hoopers. Um, but yeah, he was he was lovely, and he took to the hoops really well. Wasn't yeah. sure about the tunnel, but we'll get there with him. Mm-hmm. I think as well because it's very clear for the dogs. I mean. We start them, as you say, if you take the tunnel out, it's just hoops and barrels and people can practice that at home and the dogs start getting a really positive feeling, a really positive association with the equipment. So yeah. they start going, oh, there's a hoop, yay, good stuff's going to happen. There's a barrel, yay, good stuff's going to happen. I think for the dogs that are maybe nervous of other dogs, when we pair oh my god the good stuff but there are dogs over there but they're not coming near you they're not joining in the course with you they're just going to be over there and you still get the good stuff I actually think that's one of the reasons why Hoopers helps with the dogs that are maybe nervous around other dogs because you're you're pairing having other dogs in a vicinity with something that they really enjoy and something that makes them feel confident yeah and also the handlers begin to trust the dogs more because they understand what the game is so they start you just see the teamwork happening more and I love it yeah and I think you know when we did that um the instructor's course mm-hmm. um with with your good self I was there with my reactive girl and it was just amazing to see that how she could cope in how many dogs did we have was it but there was it, it was a big course there must have been over a, 10 dogs there yeah yeah, and under normal circumstances, I would have said she wouldn't be able to cope with that. Mm-hmm. But we had the space, um, I, and she was able to do all of it. And I was so yeah. proud of her that day because yeah. she coped so well. It was a long day, and it was a yeah. fun day. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, she coped so well with it. And I thought, actually, yeah, this is this is right. So that day you met um, Minx, a.k.a. the tiny dog, who is my chihuahua. And that was the first time you've met Minx. You didn't know anything about her. So Minx is highly reactive. Minx Mm. cannot cope in a group class. Normally she needs bundles of space. It's taken years to get her able to go to, say, a workshop with other trainers or whatever yeah, she'll rock up to Hoopers and she even competes now. And at that instructor day, as you say, loads of new people, loads of new dogs. And she came out and went, I'll show you all how we do this. And was like, perfect demo dog. Yeah. Because she knows the game and she loves the game. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think that was the the thing with Cassie as well. You know, she was she was enjoying it. She was having great fun. It took a little while for me to settle her, but once she was settled, she was absolutely perfect. I couldn't fault her. Yeah, no, she she did amazing. In fact, all the dogs did, and it's and it's so lovely on days like that to see such a broad spectrum of breeds as well. Because, um, like the course I did in Australia, we had um, an Affen Pincher come, which I mean, you hardly ever see them anyway. Um, we had the most stunning little Pomeranian who just, I wanted to steal him. We had standard poodles there. We had dobies there. We had rotties, collies, you know, most of the courses, my courses that I teach with my clients, we've got everything from miniature Datsuns right up to very big standard poodles and shepherds. Like there's such a broad spectrum of dogs that can do it. I've taught Newfies, Dog de Bordeaux, like there's no limit of the dogs that can do it. Your bracky breeds, so your pugs, your Frenchies, they can get involved. Like, I just love how inclusive it is. And as you know, our tagline at Hooper's World is everyone's invited. Yeah. And that's that's it. It is everyone's invited. We want people getting involved and having fun with it. Exactly. And and that's the and I think that is the beauty about about Hooper's is that just anyone can do it. Um, you know, older people, younger people, you know, it doesn't matter if you're disabled. It's very easy to adapt a course. So if you've got someone in a wheelchair, you just have to just give everything a little bit more space. And it's so much easier to do that with hoopers than it is with things like agility. Yeah. I think, you know, and it's 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 all inclusive yes. on the dog side, but also on the people's side. Yeah, massively. And I'm talking of age, obviously, as you say, the hand age. I mean, I've got um, a class that they're going to shoot me if they listen to this podcast. (laughs) But I think they're all well over 65 in the class, uh, one of my groups. And Mm. we have a lovely time. I I call my golden girls and they tell me off for calling them that, bless them. But we have a good crack. Um, You know, one, one one of my clients is on... On the close side, getting to 80, bless her. Yeah. She's there training her dog. She's having a lovely time. And she actually really misses it when we can't do hoopers, you know. Um, then the flip side, my friend's little boy comes, and I think he's eight or nine, and he joins in the class. So age-wise of hand, like, yeah, as you say, it doesn't matter if there's physical limitations. Um, one of the hoopers one instructors has um, a lady that comes in a wheelchair her assistant's dog does hoopers, and obviously that dog's been trained that she stays next to mum's wheelchair because that's her job. Yeah, she'll now work a good few meters away from the from her handler doing hoopers because that's kind of a little bit of downtime for her. But they're still working as a team without her doing a job as such. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's sort of it's a it's a hobby for the dog as well, isn't yes. it? Yeah, in yeah, that, yeah. In that instance, yeah. She, she has a, an absolute ball and like we see videos of them and just the joy of dog and handler is just it's about having a lovely time like, I know I keep saying it but that is literally the bones of it like anyone can do it and it's about you and your dog having a lovely time together like yeah exactly and um the other thing that I've been doing is um with uh, my core clients so the the really enthusiastic ones and the ones that are technology savvy mm-hmm. we've actually been continuing um doing some hoopers 
um, up until I think it was last week online. Perfect. We've been using Zoom classes where I've been, you know, because we've had such beautiful weather. Oh, my God, I know. We have been lucky. You know, and I've been just setting up, you know, very short sequences and stuff in the garden. And we've been keeping practicing in the garden. And we've sort of been able to finish off our beginner's course by just doing it at home in the garden. And people have been making gates out of electric fence posts and (laughs) (laughs) taping hula hoops to them. And um, I've got a couple of ladies who actually got their own hoops. Nice. And, um, you know, everybody, you know, with the barrels, we got a little bit um, inventive. So we've used plant pots and trees and all sorts, you know, trees we can't move, but we can move the plant pots around them to sort of create the setup that I was um, showing them. And it worked really well, actually, surprising how how well it worked doing Zoom classes like that, just to keep us busy while we were in lockdown, really. Yeah, no, it's it's cool. And also, I love the fact, so um, my puppy, biggest puppy in the world, bless him, but he started doing hoopers when he was... It was about five months when he just started getting introduced to the equipment. And obviously we kept the session super short, like in a class, it was just about him going, watching the other dogs whilst remaining calm. He'd come out, maybe go through one or two hoops or round a barrel and then back to his little area to watch all the others running round. So he wasn't doing a lot physically, but actually him just coming to class and watching the other dogs moving quickly has been amazing training for him, especially being a shepherd. They tend to fast moving things need to be herded. Yeah. Um, But actually, it's been a nice outlet for us during lockdown because I can just get a barrel out and we've just been practicing our barrel turns at home and things like that, which is stuff that anyone can practice at home. So. On our um, on the Canine Hoopers World Facebook group, there is a little unit with exercises people can practice at home if they want to try and get involved a bit before going to class, if they like, while they're yeah. while we're limited on what we can be doing. But um, also, I've got a few dogs that come that um, used to do agility and now physically are not able to do agility because of the pressure on the joints with the jumps and the weaves, etc. So. They've moved on to hoopers as a way of keeping those dogs active and working, but on a much lower impact and a much lower impact scale for the dog. So it is literally super inclusive. Like, I mean, God bless him. We we say goodbye to our terrier beginning of the year. He was still doing hoopers till the age of 15. Love him. Yeah. <laughs> so literally I have one starting at five months and one was still training at 15 years old. Like, it's just I know. Like- it's 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 just yeah that's that's the thing that I like about hoopers I really love hoopers because any dog can do it it doesn't matter what the age is what the ability is you know there is no impact issues um so dogs that have um you know hip dysplasia or elbow dysplasia they can actually still do it because all the 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 lines um, around the courses they're all really flowing lines so there's no sharp turns the sharpest turns that they do is when they actually go around the barrel isn't it which yeah and I mean so one of the things we did with Dodge when he was a puppy was it was actually about getting him to go around the barrel slowly 
Yeah. So he learned to turn rather than plant his front end and flick his bum round because you see quite a lot of the bigger dogs doing that on their turns. Yeah. So we did a lot of him going around slowly and learning how to place his feet. And now he'll turn on a barrel as tight as my chihuahua will, even yeah. though he's a much bigger dog because we put those foundations in early on of be careful where your feet are going. And actually it's, it's good for their proprioception. It's good for them physically, but also it gets them using their brains, which makes yeah. them tired, which means they're sleepy and quiet, which is great. <laughs> yeah. So for those people who don't know what proprioception is, can you explain that please? So proprioception is uh, the easiest way to explain it is just getting the dogs to use their muscles differently. So like if we went to say a yoga class or a Pilates class and we were focusing on how we were moving our bodies, that's basically what proprioception is. So it's just being body aware. It's learning yes. what our bodies can do and where they go. So for the puppies walking through a hoop, it's it's an inch off the floor, but they have to think that they have four legs and they're on each corner of their body and they have to pick one foot up at a time and to get through the hoop. When they start with the tunnels, the texture of a tunnel to a dog is going to feel very different. So it's going to get all their brain cells tingling with these different textures they're touching and stuff. So as much as it does give the dogs a physical workout, it really gives them a mental workout as well, which is one thing I love, love, love. Yeah. Yeah. And the one thing that I always love to do with puppies is making sure that they sort of walk over lots of different um, surfaces. Yeah. Exactly for that reason, because yeah. it sort of it gets them to to think about where they're placing their feet. It gets them to think about all the different sensations on their on their little paws, mm -hmm. about all the different things. And, you know, when I when I in the past have bred a litter, you know, I'm really lucky because where I live, I have got um, grassy areas. I have got stony areas. Mm -hmm. I have got. Um, and then in my little orchard, we've put down the um, the bark. Yep, so like the wood chip stuff. The wood chip stuff. Um, and, you know, all these different things, they're already different feelings on the, on the food. And we've got some, like a cobbled area, which is nice. like a cobbled path. And then we have our main patio. And then we have another patio, which is shingle. And then we go up the steps and then we've got the garden. Yeah. And then, of course, we go into the, the orchard, which has got all the, the bark on there. And all these things, they're all sort of different things that when I've bred puppies in the past and, and when I've got puppies in, um, you know, they've all sort of learned to walk over that and, and know how to place their feet on these different yeah. surfaces to shift their weight about. And, and it's it's brilliant, isn't it? And yeah. I always make sure that I've got things like um, wobble boards as well, which is basically a board, which is about a metre by a metre. And there is like a, a lump right in the middle underneath so that yeah. when they walk on it, it moves okay. underneath their feet. Yeah, And I always find that is really useful. And that is actually useful for when they're running through tunnels as well, because the tunnels are going to move slightly as they move through them, aren't they? Yeah, no, definitely. And so little tip for people that are that maybe do have puppies at the moment for if they're so worried about socializing stuff is putting different textures on the floor for your puppies to go over. So even if it's different fabrics, like if you've got towels, if you've got yoga mats, um, like in my office, we've got a rug 
does this weird woven material. Then we've got a little bit of carpet. Then we've got vet bed and laminate. So that's four different surfaces. Yeah. Straight away, um, bubble wrap. Um, I yeah. always let my young'uns play with bubble wrap because those little poppy noises. It's just oh. So then we're bringing in their ears as well as the touch, and it yeah. smells different, and it's just a way of getting their little senses going without having to do too much cardboard as well. Like if you rip cardboard open, it gets that corrugated feel. So that's going to feel different to normal yeah. cardboard. Um, yeah, and also paper. Yeah. I always put uh, newspaper down so that can, yeah. it's the feeling and the noise of walking on newspaper because it crinkles as they walk on it. Yep. Anything like that is brilliant for puppies. Plastic bags. I obviously monitor them. Don't just put them in a room like loose with <laughs> stuff that they can chew on. <laughs> But crumbled up plastic bags. And actually, um, if you want to start, if you think, oh, my puppy's really good at home, just doing things like tying a couple of plastic bags to the fence while you're doing a bit of training, it just adds that little bit of movement and a little bit of noise for the dog, which is a distraction. So you can yeah. practice sits and things like that. So that's one of the things I've been doing with him over the lockdown is loads of weight practice for his start lines. Um, because being a puppy, he finds being still very difficult. Because it is difficult. Bounce. <laughs> yes, it is difficult, bounce especially for everything. for big bouncy dogs like your Dodge. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. So, um, yeah, we've done lots of practice on just waiting and being yeah. still, which people listening might be like, oh, that's easy getting them to be still. Being still is really difficult. It is. Even for people's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Being still is very difficult. Hello, sweetie. I didn't know you And I think yet. it's... um. Like even just ourselves, like if some, if you try and actually just stand still for one minute without moving, That's you realise how much you actually move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I recently started doing yoga, and it's all about moving with your breath. Mm-hmm. And it's actually, great. one of I, I I love doing yoga, but um, like I say, I recently started doing it. I recently took it up again after about a twenty-year break. Okay. <laughs> um but the thing was i've forgotten how much it is about the stillness yep and actually just standing still and concentrating on your breath just makes you realize how difficult it is to actually balance yep even if you're standing on two legs yeah if you close your eyes and just concentrate on that breath going in and going out and really nice and slow even yep. breaths and all of a sudden, when I first started doing it after 20 years, I was actually quite wobbly. Yeah. And that's just, you know, legs together, you know, heels together, toes touching. And you're just standing there and you're just doing your breathing exercises. And it's like, oh, my God, you know, I'm, I'm swaying here. It's yeah. hard. Yeah. No, it, it is. And so, yeah, with um, with kind of things to practice with hoops at home, actually that weight, because if you can get your dog to be in a really good weight so you can get ahead of them on the course a little bit before releasing them or where you need to stand, depending on how you handle your dog, um, that that's actually a big challenge. So that's one of the main things I've been working on during these crazy times is just teaching him a good weight with me moving and the other thing I kind of added to it was um a peekaboo or that middle position so he comes through my legs and sits and then that means I can position him exactly where I need him yeah but now because I've reinforced him so much for that position 
I'll be, I don't know, doing a bit of washing up, or I'll be walking through the house, and he randomly shoots through my legs. Cassie does that as well. When, when, <laughs> when you're dealing with shepherds, like, if you're not ready for it, it's a little bit of a whoop. Yep. But it's it's proof that uh, what we reinforce and reward, the dogs will repeat. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm always careful what I teach them. So we've been working on lots of calm stuff and lots of chilled stuff at the moment because we, we'll have plenty of time to do the fun zoomy stuff. But yeah. at the moment, it's all about the calmness. And I think a lot of people will think that Hoopers is all about speed. And it can be, but it doesn't have to be. No. No. And... Um, the the other thing that I wanted to say actually is that, you know, when we were talking about all the different um, surfaces that dogs can walk over, but puppies can walk over. Mm -hmm. If you've got a dog that is lacking in confidence, that's a really good thing to do with them as well. Yeah. So if you've got a dog that's lacking in confidence, do that same kind of thing. And even, you know, when you're training, just, you know, tie a poo bag to the fence Mm -hmm. and just have that little bit of a distraction there. And, Actually, if you work through it, 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 that again will give your dog confidence as well. So, I'm guessing you mean an empty poo bag rather than a full. <laughs> no, 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 an empty one, an empty one, so that it will move in the wind. And, no, and just I was just clarifying that for the next. <laughs> I suppose you could do it in a full one if you well, wanted to. Be to be fair, I mean, well, one of the places I walk, people seem to think that's a thing. So you walk past random trees with poo bags hanging in them frequently, which is very annoying, but. That's obviously mm. more of a, a London problem than what you have down in in the lovely countryside. Well, actually, people do that here as well. Why? Why is that? Right. Anyone listening, please do not hang full poo bags in trees. It's not a thing. It shouldn't be a thing. Please don't do it. Okay? No, I, th- I think the idea behind it is that if they know they're coming back the same way, they don't have to carry that poo bag all the way. And then come back with it. Fine if you're going to come back and pick it up, but I feel that people get distracted and don't do that. Yeah, and I think a lot of the time um, people, like you say, forget to pick them up on the way back and they just hang in there forever. Yeah, because they're not on the floor to rot, so they're just there kind of stinking the place out. Yeah, yeah, it's just just weird. (laughs) So, yeah, empty poo bags to cause distraction is what we're saying. (laughs) Yes, empty ones, yeah. (laughs) Not full ones. That's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) That's giving everyone a laugh, at least. That's going to be the um, the headline. Yeah. Title. (laughs) (laughs) Hoopers and poo bags. There we go. (laughs) Hoopers and poopers. Exactly that. There we go. That's the new title. <laughs> and we're making notes. I love that. Show notes. Hoopers and poopers. That's what we're calling the episode. <laughs> I don't know if that's amazing or I should be offended, to be honest. <laughs> brilliant. Oh, I think it's brilliant. Oh. So, do you have any more questions, my lovely, about the hoopers? Because you do hoopers yourself. So I you do, can... yeah, which is really difficult to come up with questions because I know all the answers. <laughs> This, this is true. This is true. Uh, so, yeah, so we talked about how Hoopers is inclusive, mm-hmm. how you can do it at home and how it's easy to practice at home, especially if you've got, you know, trees, bushes. You don't even need a barrel if you've got no. anything. You know, you, you just need something that you can send your dog around. Um, 
And it's even something that you can teach in the house because all you have to do is just get a bin out, send mm-hmm. your dog around a bin. Or yeah, the only thing, if health and safety risk assessment, if you're practicing indoors, please make sure your dog is practicing on a non-slip flooring. Yeah. Okay? Um, if you've got a patio outside, that's absolutely fine. Um, but we just need to be a little bit careful of dogs on laminate or tiled floor because we don't want any dogs slipping. No. Um, that's the one thing I will just point out because I have seen some slippy things going on over lockdown I'm like no don't not on that surface so we actually used to do it um in the living room just on the rug in the living room worked perfectly and tiny dog with you saying it doesn't have to be a barrel a few Christmases ago um we were going to a dog show so I actually taught her instead of a barrel we were using a mini Christmas tree so that was her party trick was going around a Christmas tree (laughs) I'm, you may regret that at Christmas time when you have a full tree up in your house, but it's hey, fine. It's fun. <laughs> Never it'll mind. Be fine. With it'll a little nice. dog, they can duck underneath. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fine. I just don't want to teach Dodge to do it. Uh, no, well, if it was <laughs> an ongoing joke at Christmas of was Dodge going to learn to retrieve the Christmas tree? So, because he would have been, oh, how old would he have been at Christmas? Five. Yeah, I think about five, six months, and we hadn't had him that long. We'd only had him about five, six weeks. So, because, yeah, when I met you, I'd literally picked him up, like, the weekend before, hadn't yeah. I? Yeah, yes, you had, yeah. He was He's my little rehome um, German Shepherd puppy, for those that are listening. Um, and, yeah, so Christmas, we didn't have much of a tree up and stuff because just puppy in the house and full Christmas tree just... It, do- it doesn't go. No, so this year is going to be his first proper Christmas tree. So I'm hoping I've done enough training that the Christmas tree will be intact this year. <laughs> Just don't put anything on there that he can pull. Ah, uh, that's a good idea. Although my husband's got a real thing about natural decoration. So there's loads of wooden things, which I feel is going to be really tempting. For. That's going to be tempting. Yeah, that's Maybe going to be I tempting. Maybe I need to start training him to not touch wooden things while we're, which at the moment with all the gardening I'm doing, he keeps like helping me by picking up random sticks and running off with them. And I'm like, that needs to go to the pile, not running into the house with it. But oh, he's a baby. <laughs> he's having a lovely time. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, Kerry, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank really you. Really enjoyed our chat. Yeah, no, thank you for inviting me, and hopefully, um, people will be inspired to have a look at Hoopers. So, yes, hopefully they will. And um, yeah, like I said, thank you very much for coming on. You are and, very um. I will pop up uh, the link to Canine Hooper's World um, in the show notes. Cool. Um, And where can people go to, you know, if they want to learn a little bit more about you? So um, people don't want to learn about me. They want to learn about Hoopers. Um, (laughs) So Canine Hooper's World, um, we have a website, which literally is caninehooper'sworld.com. Um, Facebook, we've got a fab, fab Facebook group. Um, there is a unit section, so it gives people things they can practice at home. Um, and that is our Facebook group. There is a Facebook page if people want to give that a like, that would be amazing. Um, and we also have a Canine Hoopers World podcast. Oh, so tell us more. 
people can listen to us. So I'm assuming if people are listening, they like a podcast. So if they want to listen to um, a little bit more about hoopers, and I kind of cover general training as well, but we sort of, we're based mainly around hoopers. Um, but I've just done a thing about if people are getting a puppy or a rescue, stuff like that. Um, so it's become a little bit broader. Um, so if people want to find that, they can find that where they find your podcast, really. So just Canine Hoopers World, it's all on brand. <laughs> ah, <laughs> okay. Well, it was lovely to chat to you. Thank you again. Okay, bye. Take care, guys. Stay safe. Bye.